0: Welcome to the Doctrine Matters Podcast, where we seek to equip the church to understand and live out its faith. I'm your host, Stephen Dew. I'm the preaching pastor at South Carraway Baptist Church in Jonesboro, Arkansas. We want to thank you for joining us today, and let's get right to today's episode. Gloria. How's everybody doing out there? hope everybody is doing well. We have... A lot going on in our world, in our society. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about the coronavirus. It seems that the coronavirus is taking over our news feeds. It's taking over our TVs, just like we thought it would. And uh, I told you a couple of weeks ago that you need not fear the coronavirus. You need to fear God. But here's what's happening now. So we have found ourselves... So much discussion about this virus It is all over the news It's all over social media It is just one thing after another And we see people getting in arguments over this thing Called the coronavirus Is it as bad as it's supposed to be? Is it not as bad as it's supposed to be? I mean, come on guys We haven't even had near the confirmed cases of the coronavirus in our uh, United States as we have Had the flu Now everybody Doesn't get bent out of shape over the flu Anymore because the flu Is something that's been around for years And years and years and it's not a scare Tactic anymore nobody's afraid of the flu We just expect to get the flu We expect to have to hear about Getting a flu shot we hear about Tamiflu We hear about not to take Tamiflu Not to get a flu shot to get a flu shot To not get a flu shot we hear of all those things Every single Year, but this is new. The coronavirus is new, so it's come out, and there's no, nothing that is supposed to be able to cure it. There's such a all this fear th- stuff going on throughout all of the media, and we're hearing from every different direction that this thing is going to be a pandemic. It may already be a pandemic. I don't know, but we hear it all over the place that this is not good. That this is going to spread like wildfire. And and just a few minutes ago, I read where Vanderbilt University. Is closing down for I think through all the way through March the thirtieth, if I'm not mistaken, and then they're going to evaluate whether or not to open back up after May March the thirtieth. So you got a major university closing its doors. Now I I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm not one of those guys. You're not going to hear me come up with. 12 different reasons why this is a conspiracy, but listen, I found it interesting that one of the most, uh, the major, a major university in America has shut its doors and not allowing students to gather in classrooms until March 30th and even beyond, and that there's going to be distant learning that can take place. I've heard this is going to happen with the public school system as well as universities at some point in time is that there's gonna be no more physical classes, that everything will be digital, everything will be online. It's moving that way now, but I've heard, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist, remember that, but I've heard that that that's what's gonna happen in the future now. When I read this, I didn't think about, oh my goodness, fear and pandemics and coronavirus. When I read this, I read this like, oh, okay, well, maybe they're using this as a test to see how distant learning would work at a major university that's probably not what they're doing. So don't take my word for that. That's just how I read into it. Why did I read that instead of fear? Because the coronavirus has not struck fear in me. It hasn't struck fear in my family. But what it's doing is striking fear in people. And somebody please help me understand, why are people buying toilet paper? I mean, toilet paper, yes, we all need toilet paper. But you would think that uh shelves would be running out of beans and and uh rice and corn and different things like that things that have a long shelf life that if you're going to be stuck indoors for a long time and quarantined because of a virus it seems like you'd want a lot more food rather than toilet paper because listen as long as we have running water you can and I, this may sound crazy here but just bear with me but as long as we have running water and electricity you can wash bath rags or washcloths Or wash rags, whatever part of the country you're from, you can wash those over and over and use them as toilet paper if you have to be quarantined in your home for however long you need to be quarantined in your home. And uh, we're running out of toilet paper. I I don't understand. Somebody may can help me with that. But it's striking fear in people that we're running out of toilet paper, running out of bottled water. And really, there's not much to say about this virus yet, especially on American soil. I mean, is The media, I think, is doing what it's supposed to do. They're striking fear into Americans, and I fear what's going to happen more than anything is it's going to cause people to start to bicker and argue and turn on one another. I've seen it all over social media already because you have half the population that believes that we need to be uh, in at threat level midnight, and then you have... If you can tell me that reference, I'll send you something. Don't know what, but tell me where Threat Level Midnight comes from, and I'll hook you up. Um, There's some that are at Threat Level Midnight over this thing, and then there's some that are just not buying it. There's people that aren't buying it at all, and uh, really, it's okay to be informed, and it's okay to be in the know about what's going on, what's happening, what the what, not even necessarily what the media is saying. I mean, because the media is gonna strike fear in you. But it's okay to know what's being said about it. It's okay to listen to the CDC at times to say, "Hey, wash your hands." That's a no-brainer, right? We we find ourselves all of a sudden running out of hand soap, along with the toilet. We're running out of all the bathroom stuff. Things that you should use in the bathroom. We're running out of it instead of things you use in the kitchen. It's crazy to me. So we're running out of bath, uh, bathroom stuff, which is toilet paper, hand soap, sanitizer. Things that people are just hearing this and they're 100% all out going to get everything and stocking up on it because we don't want to be sick. It's striking fear, and that fear has led to sort of a panic. And it's also led to others just being nonchalant about it. You know, just kind of knowing what's going on but not putting much stock in it. And I fall in that camp, just to be honest with you. I'm not putting much stock in it, here's here's why. It's because I trust a sovereign God. I trust a God who is seated on his throne. I trust a God who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now, if I'm gonna get the coronavirus and die as a result of the coronavirus, then god has sovereignly planned that to be my death from ages past from eternity past he knew that when stephen was born that i would die of the coronavirus if that's how i choose to go now i i, I don't give in and 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 just go all out and do all these things and take stock and all this stuff that this fear and this uh this worry that the that, that the people are trying to put out in front of us I, I just, listen guys i just trust god I, i'm clean i try to Wash my hands. I, I, well, I don't try to. I do wash my hands. I take showers. I, uh, we remain, we, we try to be as germ-free as possible in our home. We use Lysol. We, 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 we clean our homes. We disinfect things. It, we just do normal, everyday things that everyone should be doing, right? And we're just going to continue to do those things because at the end of the day, my faith does not rest in whether or not I can disinfect myself, or stay away from enough people so that I don't get the coronavirus and and risk dying as a result of it. My faith rests in Christ. My faith is solid. I, I have the, my feet in the firm foundation of who Christ is and his word, and I am not gonna sway from the left or to the right of it. Matter of fact, Proverbs 4 says, take these teachings, this wisdom, i of taking the wisdom that God has given me through his word and the knowledge that he's given me through his word and the wisdom he's blessed me with, and I don't want to swerve to the left or to the right. I just want to remain faithful to him, do normal things that everybody else should be doing, washing hands, being as clean as you can be, and keeping on going about your day because here's something that's going to happen is you're going to get into uh, this rut of thinking that uh, you can't, Function because you're not clean enough, or you're gonna be worrying about what's going on with the person beside you. You're gonna hear somebody sneeze, you're gonna hear somebody cough, and you're immediately your mind is gonna go to what? Coronavirus. They may have the coronavirus. They need to go home. I need to go home. And you start freaking out. You know what? We live in a world where people are gonna cough, they're gonna sneeze, they're gonna get the flu, they're gonna get the common cold, they're gonna get coronavirus. But if you are a believer, rest in the fact that God knows. What's gonna happen next. He knows what's going on in your life. So don't give in to the fear that is the coronavirus. Don't don't let this panic ensue in your life to where it gets you off off your everyday normal rhythms of life, so to speak. Don't let it influence you in ways to do things that you normally wouldn't do. Just going about your business. Be vigilant. Just don't get in a crowded bus with sick people don't go into hotel or hotel hospital rooms with sick people in them just go about your everyday life stay clean and if you are a believer trust god fear god keep walking in a manner worthy of your calling at the end of the day we can be as clean as we want to be we can wash our hands a thousand times a day we can disinfect our bodies our homes everything we have and at the end of the day, if God wants you to get coronavirus and die as a result of it, then I fully believe that you will get coronavirus and die as a result of it if that's God's will, if that's what He wants for your life. so no amount of clean cleanliness can keep you from God's will. God already knows what's gonna happen in your life. He knows everything, so let's stop spending our time and 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 being consumed by how we can stop from getting the virus. And let's consume our lives with reading and studying God's word and proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's all my rant for the coronavirus tonight. That was actually way too long. I didn't want to talk about it that long. But here's something else that's really just bothersome. But you know what? It's one of those things where we can't expect unbelievers to act like believers however we can do something about it and I'm talking about the uh, movie that Disney is coming out with called Onward it's the LGBTQ character in that movie it's uh, uh, one million moms put this out it needs your help to make sure as many people as possible are aware of Disney pushing the LGBTQ agenda on families particularly children in the upcoming animated movie Onward, set to hit theaters this Friday, March the 6th. I'm sorry, listen, it's March the 9th. Wow, this year's flying by. It hit theaters March the 6th. This says the character of Officer Specter, voiced by openly gay Lena Waith, I guess that's how you say that name, is a purple lesbian cyclops whose dialogue reveals her sexuality. In one scene, Specter and her police partner, Officer Gore, voiced by Ali Wong, pull over a driver who claims he was distracted by the bad behavior of his girlfriend's sons. Specter empathi- emphys- empathizes by saying, "My girlfriend's daughter got me pulling my hair out." This scene takes place toward the middle of a quest by two brothers, voiced by Tom Holland and Chris Pratt, as they head to the magical mountains to resurrect their father for the day. Now, knowing that Chris P- Rat I can never say Chris Pratt without thinking of Crisp Rat. Thank you Joe Albersman for that. He told me I'd never hear it or say it the same again after he said that, but Chris Pratt, who recently claimed to be a believer, is starring as a voice in this movie that features the first openly gay character Now, this is troubling, but again, we can't expect unbelievers to act like believers, but we can do something about it. We cannot take our kids to see this movie. We cannot rent this movie when it comes out on DVD. We cannot rent this movie when it becomes digital on streaming devices. We don't have to do these things because, listen, the world is trying to push Christian values and uh, its moral values to the wayside. And it's funny to me, how a world that claims that God doesn't exist and Jesus didn't die for the sins of many is openly trying to shut us up as believers, openly trying to push Christianity to the wayside. If they don't believe it, leave it alone. But the thing is, Romans 1 teaches us that everybody knows. Everybody knows that there's a God the law of the Lord is written on their hearts. They suppress the truth. This is a problem in uh, unbelievers' lives as they are not without excuse. They, it's not like they don't know there's a God. The Bible teaches us that they look at creation and know there's a God, but what they have done is they suppress the truth, and that is what our culture has done. They've suppressed the truth so much their conscience may be seared, and then we get kid movies like this. We get kid movies that are openly gay, and I don't know about you, but the last time I read my Bible that is still active and living sharper than any two-edged sword, the Bible still says that homosexuality is a sin. It is a sin, and we must not shrink back from that just because our culture wants to tell us something different. Our culture wants to tell us that the times are changing. This is the 21st century. This is an antiquated book. This is an antiquated thought process. You need to get with the times and stop being an old fuddy-duddy. You need to get with the times because things are changing, and yes, they're changing fast, but sin is still sin and has existed since the beginning of Adam and Eve in the garden. And because sin and death spread to all men, Romans 5 teaches us, I'm sorry, sin and death spread to all men because of one person's sin, which is Adam. So we see that sinfulness reigns, and it, it, it's all over. We live in a fallen world, but the Lord reigns mightier than sin. Yes, this world is, is cursed. There is a sin weight upon it, but I can tell you this, that the, my Bible teaches that God the Father is seated on his throne, and Jesus Christ is at his right side. Now, one day he's coming back and he's going to judge the living and the dead. And one of the reasons why I mentioned Chris Pratt, I'm trying to say it right, is again I mentioned that he came out and said that he was a believer at one of these award shows and brings me to a conundrum is why a professing believer in Christ would ever be in a movie that contradicts Christian values. It contradicts the word of God. To be a true believer, you would have to say that homosexuality is a sin, and I will not be a part of it. I will not uh, be, even if it's a twenty-second speaking part in it. I cannot be a part of an openly gay movie. I won't do it. My Christian uh, morality, my Christian ethics, my Christian, my Christianity—that the Bible that I read. The Lord I serve, it just will not allow me to bend or break specifically just for a role in a movie, for fame, for money, for whatever that may be. I don't understand how a professing believer can be involved in something like this. It's heartbreaking to me to see the things that are happening, to see the things that are being shoved down our kids' throats. I mean, this is a kid's movie, folks. Animated, Disney, Pixar. The same people that brought you Toy Story. Now, I'm sure we could sit and pick apart a few things in Toy Story if we wanted to, but uh, never did I see openly gay characters in Toy Story. And it's not only kid movies. I was watching, just tonight, Wheel of Fortune with my family. Now I have a 13 year old son, an 11 year old son. My nine year old son was asleep on the couch and I have a three year old daughter and my wife and I and all of our kids were in the living room tonight watching Wheel of Fortune and then uh, we began watching another TV show and then we saw a commercial come on during prime time television. Now I don't have to tell you anything. Just last week we finished watching Wheel of Fortune. Yes, we watched Wheel of Fortune and yes, we uh it's kind of a game to us as well. We see who wins. my wife usually dominates, but uh anyway, let me I digress last week. Wheel of Fortune went off, the commercials came on, we kind of all got up and went and did a few different things in the house all each our own way, and all of a sudden, I hear the most awful sound you could hear coming from the t v and I'll just be honest with you, it sounded like a man and a woman having sex and I ran back in the living room. My wife ran back in the living room. Lucky our kids weren't in there. And that's exactly what they were doing on primetime television, on a TV show that came on right after Wheel of Fortune. That's the kind of things that are plaguing our homes. And I know that you can say, hey, throw out your TV. That's fine. Some of you have done that. Some of you have gotten rid of cable. We don't have cable. We just stream everything. We have a way that we do our thing. You have a way you do your thing. I'm saying that Our culture is pushing their agenda down the throats of anybody and everybody, regardless of religion, regardless of if you're a Christian or not, it doesn't matter. They're pushing it down our throats. And tonight, we were watching a game show, Wheel of Fortune again, went off, told you. Another show came on that we were watching together and a commercial came on. Now I cannot tell you what this com- commercial was advertising. I know it was advertising some sort of pill. I know that it was advertising some sort of medical thing, but I believe they were promoting this pill as a result of sleeping around. Now, in this commercial that lasted so long, Now there's some things that we don't shield our kids from, so you may be, may be thinking you should have ran your kids out. Now, We had a conversation about it. They understand. We teach them the Bible. We teach them real-life situations. We show them real-life situations through books and TV and commercials and radio and different things like that. And we teach them a biblical worldview as opposed to this terrible worldview that they're seeing so we can help equip them because they will be engaged in this world and are engaged in this world. But anyway, this one uh, commercial uh, it included a drag queen, um, a, a gay couple, uh, and it included a man that said this pill, yeah, I don't know how he said it, but do it for your love or many lovers, whichever one suits you, or something like that. And it, it was just all out LGBTQ, All Out, um, Drag Queen. This is a thing that we see even right now all across our culture is Drag Queen Story Hour in libraries all across the world. We see, uh, there was a video circulating on Twitter just the other day of a young girl. She looked to be five or six years old, maybe seven, that wanted to see get closer view, her mom said, and they looked like they were in a bar almost, but there was a drag queen dancing, and she sat in that chair and just looked so confused, and this drag queen uh, danced provocatively in front of her, and all these beta males were sitting in the background cheering. Now, what these people need, and I'm just gonna lay my cards on the table, are some alpha males that love Jesus, love the family, to step in and say absolutely not. Not anymore, not on our watch. That's the problem that I'm seeing is that the church is letting culture dominate. The culture is influencing the church, and I think I've said this before, but the church should be influencing the culture. However, the church has been silent for way too long on way too many issues, so now you have churches that have backpedaled, they've crawfished, and they said, well, is homosexuality really still a sin today? Uh, and then you have people that are advocating homosexual marriages from the pulpit of churches. Not, not just any, any specific, any specific denomination either. This is happening in denominations from Methodist to um, Baptist. I've seen it in every denomination so far where we are neglecting the Word of God and we are basically writing our own Word for today. And the Bible's clear that we should not add to or take away from it. And what this has caused is the culture to seep into the church, and the church is being defiled as a result of it and we don't have men and women stepping up and stepping out and proclaiming boldly the gospel of Jesus Christ, standing up and saying, enough is enough. You can do all you want to. You're an unbeliever. You can, If you want to appeal to the adult unbelievers, you do that, but you have crossed a line when you're invading the family, and especially when you're entering into the, the kids through a kid movie. And Uh, there's nobody that's standing up. I mean, I I say that. Let me back up. There are some that are standing up and fighting this and boldly proclaiming the gospel. But for the most part, the church is silent. Do you want to know what's even sadder to me? Is there will be many professing believers take their kids to see this movie and they'll say things like, "Well, they won't understand. They, they, they won't. Uh, it'll be over their heads anyway. If it's just one line, then it's okay. I'm, uh, I'm not going to keep them from it. It's a kid movie. It's two hours of sanity for me and my family. Where we can go sit and let them watch a movie, eat all the popcorn they want, and they'll, they'll be in church the following Sunday." Now, that is heartbreaking to me. And I, it's part of culture invading the church and the church allowing it to happen. Some of these people that go see this movie with their kids are gonna be those that believe in homosexual marriage that profess to be Christians. They're gonna believe in certain things and they're gonna think it's okay. They're gonna celebrate it and they're gonna promote it. This is wicked, this is vile, and I don't think you can be an unbeliever and do so. That's my two cents just by reading and studying the Word of God for the past 10 years. But there's going to be those that know enough about the Bible that would claim to be Christians that show up to church every Sunday and Wednesday, and they're going to go see it. They're going to justify it. And unfortunately, I think there's going to be some that might be convicted, and they will repent and move forward in following Christ. There's going to be some that profess to be Christians. They go see this movie that will not be convicted because they are not true believers. The Bible's clear, and I know I'm going on a rabbit trail now, but the Bible's clear in Matthew 7 that many will say unto me that day, on that day, Lord, Lord, but didn't I prophesy in your name? Didn't we cast out demons in your name? Didn't we do all these things in your name? And Jesus is going to say, depart from me, you worker of lawlessness, for I never knew you. So it's important that we as believers test these things we need to line up our beliefs with the Word of God and see if they match. Matter of fact, our beliefs should be coming from the Word of God. But sadly, there are so many people out there that want to manipulate the Word of God to fit their agenda, and it sounds good to people, and they're jumping on board, and they're doing whatever they want to do. But sadly, we see these things destroying the world we live in. Now, it's sinfulness. It's a sin nature. It's part of the curse. But why do I say all these things today? Why do I say that we need to not fear the coronavirus, that we need not to uh, panic, that we need not to attack each other, that we need not to continue to allow big-time movie people to produce LGBTQ content? Why do we need not take our people? I say all this to say this. It's time for the church to step up and be the church. Men, if you're listening to me, it is time for you to step up and lead your families. It's time for you to get up and go to church. It's time for you to gather with the saints, with your family on Sundays. It's time for you to lead them in worship. It's time for you to go on the front lines of culture and start proclaiming the gospel regardless of the cost. This world is going to hell in a handbasket. I've heard that all my life. But by George, I tell you what. We need to be standing, feet firmly planted, not afraid of the culture, but ready to battle the culture with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Don't fear anything else. Don't fear coronavirus, don't fear man, don't fear the government, don't fear your wife, don't fear fear your husband, your boss, fear God. Step up, preach the gospel, lead your families, gather with the saints, get into the culture with an open Bible, and right doctrine. It's time for us to step up. It's past time for the church to step up. We have to stop saying no to sin and yes to Christ. These are random thoughts on a Monday evening. Probably nothing profound that I've said tonight, but some things that I've been seeing all evening, just wanted to get it off my chest and let you uh know what's going on out there, keeping you up to date. If you've seen these commercials, if you've seen these movies, warn your family and friends, teach them the true word of God. And I pray that you would lead your families, that you would gather with the saints, and that you would meet culture head on with the word of God. Not compromising, not giving in, but boldly and firmly standing on what God has said in his word. Not looking to the left or to the right, but with your eyes focused on Christ, boldly proclaiming the gospel, boldly preaching the whole counsel of God. Even if you're standing on a street corner, even if you're in your office, even if you're in the warehouse, wherever you find yourself, engage culture with the word of God. Until next time, this is Pastor Stephen. Thank you for listening. Hope you have a great week. I'll probably talk to you again here soon. Until then, God bless.